0: Chapter 11 Kitty I couldn't fathom what Astrid might have in store for us as we walked out of the old street tube. She hadn't elaborated, despite my protests. You'll find out soon enough, Astrid grinned. The notion of the unexpected was scary, but also, I had to admit, alluring, to an almost scandalizing level. We walked along the littered pavement to the tattoo shop, which seemed unusually brightly lit. Astrid stopped by the door, and it took me a second to remember I was supposed to open it. She smiled sweetly as I did. Hey, Rash, Astrid called out cheerily as I followed in. Astrid? The perfunctory acknowledgement came from a heavily tattooed woman in a white shirt and leather vest, leaning over the cash counter, leafing through a large binder. Her long hair, from the side that wasn't shaved, fell forward so I could barely make out old piercing scars on her rugged, pale skin. I was struck. I can't make heads or tails of these fucking rotaries, she complained, gesturing to the binder and looking up at us. I'm loyal to the coil, I am. Oh. Rash, this is my new girl, Astrid surprised me. Not that there was anything wrong with what she said, I supposed, but still. Oh, yes, your fabled new girl, Road Rash eyed me with clear interest, closed the binder and stepped lazily around the counter. Well, yes, she was a recent acquisition, Astrid smiled. It was jarring to be spoken about as a possession, but also once again scandalisingly pleasant too. Uh Uh-huh, Roderash muttered, walking over to us whilst wiping her hands on a rag drawn from the back pocket of her profoundly tight striped trousers. Does she have a name? Kitty, Astrid replied. She's allowed to speak freely. Oh, all right, then. Rodrash only then turned to me and reached out her hand to shake. Hi there, Astrid's girl, Kitty. Pleasure. I took her hand, curtsied, and blew my own mind. I wasn't sure I'd ever curtsied in my adult life, not since those god-awful ballet lessons as a child. But I curtsied for Rodrash. Automatically. I was mortified. You've trained her well, Astrid, Rodrash said appreciatively. I blushed fiercely. But can she do a full curtsy? Rodrash asked of her. Astrid seemed as surprised by my curtsy as I was. We've only just started her training. I'll look forward to that then, Rodrash turned to Astrid again. We'll have to wait. Kirsten's still in there with a client. Astrid nodded as if she understood entirely what that meant. I haven't seen you before, have I? Rodrash asked me as she reclined in one of the shop's large, creaking dentist chairs. I don't think so. I tried to blush less. But it's also not my first time. Here, I mean. Otherwise, it kind of is my first times. Ish. I was probably busy when you were here before. Can't imagine with what. Or who. Roadrush glanced me up and down. Well, I'm sorry I didn't introduce myself then. I'm the owner, I suppose. You have a beautiful space. I wanted to kick myself for being so gauche. Thanks? She still didn't fully crack a smile. All those years working in some other cunt shop, I finally managed to save up to get this place. She emphasised the point by slapping the armrest of her chair. And as luck would have it, it also had a fuck-off big basement to turn into a dungeon. Rodrash runs the club at cost, Astrid explained. At cost? You're having a laugh? Rodrash guffawed. But there ain't many places for us, so I like to keep it open and now and again rent it out. And speaking of, if Kirsten is much fucking longer, I'll go and kick her ass harder than she's kicking that boy down there in the bollocks. Rash? Astrid gently chided. What? Rorash huffed. She's taking the piss. I've half her mind. No, you don't, Astrid said with the kind of calm authority that comes from a long-standing friendship. Aye, Rodrash deflated. Well, she'd better get a move on. She loves Kirsten, really, Astrid turned to me. Aye, I do, Rodrush replied with genuine affection. But that doesn't mean I won't haul her over a box and... Finished, came a cheery call from the back of the shop, followed by a short woman with bright pink bobbed hair, dressed in a vinyl bodysuit, towering spiked heels and carrying a spectacularly long coiled whip. About bloody time, Rodrush stood up. Is he still in there? Do I have to clean up after you two? Made him lick it up and kicked his arse out the back, Kirsten grinned wickedly. Rodrash nodded curtly, either pleased to hear she didn't have to tidy, or out of approval for Kirsten's methods. As long as he paid you properly for the privilege, Rodrash walked to the back. Because if he didn't, I'll do more to him than make him lick the floor clean. So fierce, Rash, Kirsten shook her head. And no, you don't need to stomp him. He pays up front, the dear. Right, well, that's Astrid's new girl. She can speak freely, Rodrash waved in our direction and walked into the club. Oh sorry, hello Astrid darling. Kirsten closed the distance between us to give Astrid a kiss on the cheek and then happily waved at me with a vinyl gloved hand. Hiya, I'm Kirsten. Kitty, I replied, still dumbfounded, trying to take it all in. Don't mind, Rash. Kirsten squatted to rummage through her sports bag. She's always like that. I looked to Astrid, who nodded a confirmation. Anyway, gotta run. Wish I could stay and get some recreational in. Kirsten lamented, clumsily swapping her heels for trainers. But I'm knackered, and i got three back-to-back tomorrow, so I'm going home to veg. Take it easy, Kirsten, Astrid chided in a motherly tone. Don't work too hard. I promise. Kirsten threw her bag over her shoulder and looked to me. Does she do that to you too? Always on about not working too hard. Well, it's for your own good. Astrid didn't let me finish. All right, Mum, Kirsten withered, but not unkindly. Anyway, tatty-bye, darlings. Do something naughty for me, would you ever so kindly? And with that, she was out the door. I'll just be a minute, Roadrush bellowed from down the stairs. Penny should get here soon. Could you let her in? Got it, Astrid shouted back and turned to me. It's such a glamorous life, this. I laughed, breaking attention I found hard to name. It's nice to meet your friends, I attempted. Rash is kin. Astrid looked to the back door. When I had nowhere to be, she plucked me out of a bar and gave me my first home in the city. I tried to imagine how hard that time must have been. I'd been careful not to approach the topic of her childhood, and didn't think now was the time either. And Kirsten, Astrid sighed, she's a card, a sweetie, and a mean pro-dom. Is that like a dominatrix? Did I hear she was doing this for money? Astrid looked at me askance. Sorry, I mean... Not that there's anything wrong with that. I tried to correct quickly, embarrassed. I just haven't ever met a... Prodom? It's all still so new. Astrid sighed. Sorry, I'm touchy about that. I forget sometimes you haven't always been part of the tribe. I wasn't sure how I was meant to take that. It stung, and I felt even more secure than I had moments prior. Kirsten does scenes for clients who pay her, she explained. It's a way for her to make money. It's also her way of life. She loves what she does, and this way she can also pay rent. Fuck, if we could all have an income like that. You know how it is. It's such a shit being a dyke and trying to keep any kind of remotely steady work. I was trying to think of what to say. Of course, I knew what it was to be a lesbian in England, even in the 2000s, and trying to get or keep a job. But I suppose I hadn't really had to come up against it as much as some in my little history department. Not that I was out there. Cooey! A muffled call preceded a knock on the glass behind us. Astrid and I turned to see Penny, bundled up in a giant fuzzy purple overcoat, waving through the window. Astrid turned the bolt and pulled open the door. He's fucking freezing out there! Penny stomped in with giant platform boots and dropped a sports bag not dissimilar to the one Kirsten had left with. Hello, darling. She kissed Astrid's cheeks after a brief hug. Penny, you remember Kitty? Astrid nodded to me. I waved. Of course I do. Penny enveloped me in a giant bear hug. She peeled herself away and turned to Astrid. So the rumours are true. Astrid nodded, and Penny squeed in a way that would have made Jane proud. Oh, fuck yes. She punched Astrid's arm. I knew you could do it. Ow. Astrid rubbed her arm. I should get you for that. I stared at the exchange. I didn't want Astrid to get Penny for that. I was the one who was supposed to get it from Astrid. And as that thought crossed my mind, I was shocked at my jealousy. So we're the crack team of bar wenches, is that it? Penny grabbed my arm and then Astrid's to link us all together. We're behind the bar, Astrid extracted herself, and you're social lubricating. Gotcha, Penny still held onto my arm. Has Rash got anyone for the coat check? She's running behind, came another bellow from below. Penny, do you get your cane, arse down here? Oh, yes. Penny released me and walked to the stairs. Toodles, ladies. See you in there. We'd better get in as well. Astrid shook her head at the disappearing Penny. Plenty to set up in the bar. I was shell-shocked. Are you all right, Kitty? Yes, I answered quickly. Just a lot of people all at once. They all seem lovely. I guess I'm still nervous. Of course. She looked at me so softly and placed her arms over my shoulders. We'll be behind the bar for a while. I can tell you about everyone as they come in, and you will be with me. I tried to give a reassuring smile. I wonder if it had just been nerves that made me feel so overwhelmed. I didn't want to interrogate that thought too much, so I let myself be led into the back. Oh, and Kitty, Astrid stopped just inside the door. You will call me Miss in there. Yes, Miss, I said instantly more comfortable for the instruction. Astrid. I had to remember how new Kitty was. Introducing her to Road Rash and Kirsten like that, and then Penny being her usual self. She must be overwhelmed. That must be why she seemed so uncomfortable. I led her down into the brightly lit bar after dropping off her coats. All right, Kitty, this is our station. Yes, miss, she replied, seeming more settled. I made a mental note that structure seemed to help her in anxious moments. Check and make sure all the glasses are out of the washer, and if there are any left, put them on the shelf, I ordered. If there are any spots, polish them with a cloth. Yes, miss, she nodded curtly and got right to work. My heart eased as I watched her crouch down to the little washer under the counter. I hadn't realized how nervous I was to bring her to lips again. What's the difference between this time and last week? Kitty was now my girl, that's what. Perhaps that's why I'd reacted to her seeming discomfort with Kirsten. I decided that must have been it. I looked around the bar and realized with Kitty working, there was much less for me to do. Penny was already setting up the tables and rearranging chairs, showing off her striped arse every time she bent over in her tiny dress. I snorted. Everything all right, miss? Kitty asked behind me. Huh? Oh, yes. Just observing our wanton maid making a spectacle of herself. Kitty came to my side of the bar and leaned in close. Oh, yes. I could see the concern in her expression. Sweetie, are you worried I have a wandering eye? Kitty blushed fiercely. Oh, Kitty. I pulled her in closer. I told you, I'm a one-girl dom. Penny is rather distracting, which is her way. But believe me, I couldn't possibly tame her. Kitty smiled shyly. I'm not sure anyone could, I added. You, on the other hand. I gripped the back of her hair, the side that had hair, and tugged. She gasped as I pulled her head back and looked into her widened eyes. Yes, miss. She inhaled. I released her hair and stroked her cheek. Her mouth remained open, and I had a desperate urge to throw her over the bar and fuck her brains out. I managed instead to place one finger on her lips. Later. Yes, miss. She exhaled. Good. I let her go. Feel better? She laughed and rubbed the back of her head. Better? I suppose so, miss. Then back to it, I grinned. And glasses gleaming or I'll fish out my wooden spoon. Yes, miss, she replied quickly and got right back to work. The rest of the setup was smooth and quick. Kitty had to be shown some basics. I was surprised she needed instruction in. It occurred as I was showing her which knives would be better for the citrus, that Kitty hadn't much experience in the kitchen or maybe in serving in general. But her desire to do everything right was undeniable, and quite charming. Rash eventually walked through the bar, grumbling about needing to replace one of the straps on the whipping horse before returning with an electric screwdriver. You're getting a real behind-the-scenes look tonight, Kitty. She looked at me quizzically as she leaned into the bar next to me. How so? Well, what Rash said was true. This place is her baby. She pays for everything in here, including the rent and as much as she manages to make in the shop, it doesn't mean she's swimming in money. I straightened up and stroked Kitty's back, considering letting my hand wander down her arse. So all the furniture is second-hand, I said instead, or donated, or made here on site. It makes for quite an eclectic DIY space. There are other dungeons in the city which are fancier, but not ones we could afford to run a night at, let alone a weekly one. It feels... homey. Kitty looked up and smiled. I smiled back and slapped her ass without warning. Her yelp of surprise was satisfying and drew the attention of Penny. Ooh, is Astrid treating you rough there, Kitty? Penny asked Kitty cheerfully and then to me. What did you do? This one keeps forgetting my title. I watched Kitty wince. Penny tutted and shook her head solemnly. Well, I'm sure you'll set her right. Glad you're not my mistress, though. I was just telling Kitty no one could rein you in. I stroked Kitty's behind. "'Fucking right!' Penny slapped her on bottom demonstrably. "'This ass ain't for breaking!' Kitty and I both laughed. I looked down at my giggling girl and felt such a warmth of pride mixed with the delight of ownership. Or was it something else? "'I don't know. I could give it a go.' Road made a dramatic entrance back into the bar, waving her drill at Penny. "'But right now i got to get the doors open!' Penny laughed cheekily, clearly undaunted at the prospect of being handled by rash. I looked down at Kitty. How are you doing? Okay, I think, she said. I'm sorry for forgetting your title, miss. No need to be sorry. I stroked her bottom again. I fixed it. She smiled and stood next to me as the first queers wandered in chatting in their different cliques and states of undress. I loved seeing the parade of pervs walk in like this. It made me feel immediately at home. I introduced Kitty to several clusters of lovers and play partners. Kitty seemed eager to learn about everyone, and was very gracious. I introduced her to the terrible thruple, a polytrio who had a tiered submission system. Kitty was chatting happily with the bottom of their pile, Angela, when Beth trotted up to relieve us. Excuse us, Angela, I interjected their conversation about collars. I need to take this one into the dungeon. Of course, Angela stepped back respectfully. Come along, girl, I grinned at Kitty. Yes, miss? Kitty asked as she handed her towel to Beth. Since you've been such a helpful wench's wench this evening, I thought you deserved a treat. I stepped closer to her. I recall you ticked yes to worshipping on your list. Is that right? Kitty nodded warily and made me smile all the more. And to exhibitionism? Yes, miss, she said cautiously, and I couldn't help giggling, which prompted an unsure smile from her. Oh, sweetie. I stroked her cheek and then gripped her chin. I also saw that you said no to humiliation, which is a good thing, because I don't do that either. So I promise, the idea is for you to show your devotion in a way that will make you feel proud to be mine. Kitty narrowed her eyes. Again, the urge to ravish her was quite overwhelming, but I wanted to give Kitty this experience. Come then. I let go of her chin reluctantly and led her into the playroom. The space was populated, but not excessively so. There wasn't a lot of loud play, which I was grateful for. Just a low hum of moans and slapping sounds. I took Kitty to the ornate wooden chair in the corner, a real find from a local charity shop that had been a hell of a job to get into the basement. Once there, it had become the club's throne. I sat on the plush cushion of its seat and leaned into its tall backrest. Kitty looked at me shyly, glancing around at other players. Look at me. Yes, miss. She stared at me with big round eyes. You will focus on me, I told her. And you're going to worship my feet, my legs, and my thighs. Yes, miss. As you do, I want you to consider this thought. I am her good girl. I am her proud and very good girl. Do you understand? Yes, miss. Kitty shuffled her feet. I know it's hard to say to yourself. Even in your head. But that is why this, like so much of what I do with you, is good discipline. Yes, miss. She cast her eyes down, folding her hands in front of her. I could see the flush on her cheeks, even from where I was sitting. I am very proud of you. I wanted to drill the point home. And I will be proud of you worshipping me. Yes, miss. Her voice was softer and her bearing taller, even with her eyes lowered on your knees, girl." She hesitated, looking at me. I motioned my head downwards with a smile. She lowered herself to her knees and bowed her head. I almost gasped at how beautiful the sight was. I planned this experience to be for Kitty, not realizing the impact it might have on me. Um, I swallowed hard. "Yes. When you kneel in the dungeon, you will do so exactly as you are right now, but with your hands and forearms flat on your thighs. Yes, miss, she obeyed. I took her in, light-headed, as my chest swelled. Crawl to me, I heard myself croak. Yes, miss, Kitty shuffled on her hands and knees to kneel before me. You may caress my thighs, I could barely manage to whisper. She began to gently stroke my legs, her hands smooth against my skin. I'd skipped my usual stockings for this, wanting the connection but I'd still worn my high-heeled quartz for what was to come. You can get closer to them, girl. I leaned down to grip her chin, my mouth dry but feeling more sure. You can worship me with your face, and you can worship me with your tongue as well. Yes, miss, she sighed. I watched her shoulders rise and fall, her breath heavy. Then carry on. I let go of her chin and leaned back again. Kitty nuzzled my calves with her cheeks, and I held my breath as her tongue glided down the length of them, tentative at first, but gaining confidence quickly. I let out a rumbling moan as the muscles in my thighs and shoulders tightened. It became harder to remain still enough to allow Kitty to work. Fearing a loss of sanity or control if she went on much longer, I leaned down and lifted her face off my leg, which was now slick with her saliva. You? I tried to catch my ragged breath. You can also worship my feet. Would you like that, Kitty? She nodded, her eyes narrow and hungry. Then you may kiss and lick them too. Kitty dropped from my hand to lay her head on my foot. I clawed back the ache to buck and squirm when her tongue slid over the leather of my shoe. I sucked on my dry lips and tried not to splutter a cough as she took the point of my heel into her mouth. I lifted my other foot and gently lowered it to lay on the top of her head. Kitty moaned as she lapped more urgently, and I thought I was going to come right there. In my hazy mind, it occurred she might too, the way her ass swung back and forth. I raised my head, blissful and burning, before jerking my feet away from Kitty in shock. Kitty yelped, but all I could do was stare at Sharon, who had just strolled into my dungeon with a girl on her lead. Where It All Started is written by J. Allison Baird and illustrated by S. M. Shiflet. You can read this chapter at whereitallstartednovel.com and see the illustrations there. A new chapter is released every week on the website and through the podcast.